Hi everyone, I'm April. And I'm Sarah, and welcome back to Mixed Kid Club. All right, everyone. So we have a little bit of an update because we're actually here together in person. Yes, I flew out from Massachusetts to California and I landed today, actually. I'm still getting adjusted to the time difference because right now it's what, like 2 my time? Yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like 2 my time. So it's a little, I'm a little tired, but it's okay. <laughs> and we have a fun week planned. I'm here for a week, so we're going to see what we can do and hopefully get this out soon. Yeah, today we have fun. We drove around for a bit, saw the Hollywood sign and Griffith Observatory, saw all the different like studios and stuff. Yeah, that was so cool. And especially Sarah's College is right next to Warner Bros. Like, come on, how cool is that? Like, yeah. I think that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. So... In this episode, we are going to talk about um, like a half-half DC in the first half, then Marvel, because we haven't done a podcast in a while, and we just want to go over the movies that we really liked, what came out, and give them the justice they deserve. Yes, exactly. And there's been a whole lot of movies and shows coming out now that like covid is kind of getting better and everything so um there's a lot to update yes so without further ado let's see what's first uh wonder woman 84 okay (laughs) my queen diana prince (laughs) i am obsessed um i thought it was really good i see where people say there's a lull in the middle Mm -hmm. i get it But I really loved it. I liked it more than the first one because she's, like, more established. And it's obviously been, like, however many years since her first movie. And she's much more developed. She's much more refined. You can really get in the nitty-gritty of her powers and everything. And I just... It felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought the action sequences were, like, super dope. Um, Yeah, I honestly was a little bit disappointed with like cheetah's character yeah i think she was kind of a little bit tacky (laughs) a little bit yeah it was just their villains was two very separate so like max lord and then having cheetah on the side or vice versa because like it just wasn't established which one was the main villain really and they kind of just threw cheetah in i feel like just to throw her in just to be like because cheetah is wonder woman's like number one nemesis yeah it's just like they just kind of threw her in, I guess, just for comic's sake. But I don't know. I just mm-hmm. felt like it was a little thrown in. And, like, the Max Lord was, like, a whole nother thing. Yeah. I did really like Diana's character more in this movie. Because it felt like in the first one she was kind of, like, getting her footing in Man's World. But, like, now you see her and she's such a total badass. And, like, has her, like, footing and whatever. So it was really cool to see how, like, she was way more, like, confident and, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I oh, love the new lasso tricks. Love that. And the yeah. classic throw the tiara, the boomerang tiara. I think that's always a classic homage to, um, like, Linda Carter and the comics. I love that. I love it every single time they do it because it's rare when they do put it in. Yeah. But it's always a good classic move. Mm-hmm. Um, action was so much better, I thought. 
and her, they're introducing her flying, which is really good. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, yes. Because I'm always like, Wonder Woman could always fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the beginning of the comics, she was not, like, no one put her as flying. But I think, like, late 80s, 80s, 90s, I think that's when they started her flying. Yeah. So I was like, yes. She finally gets it. She just doesn't, like, jump really high. Yeah. She flies. <laughs> um, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But also, Gail Gadette's acting was... Much more emotional, and I connected with her a lot more, because I yeah. just, I don't know, when she was saying goodbye to Steve, I was, like, tearing up. I was like, oh, my God. And then when she did her, like, end monologue after defeating Max Lord, I thought that was really emotional and moving, mm-hmm. in my opinion. She definitely yeah. felt much more relatable in this movie, I feel like. That's such a good point. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen it, to be honest, but mm. I do remember really liking it. Yeah. Yeah, I a lot. I think... Honestly, this is a hot take, but I think I liked 84 more than I liked the first Wonder Woman. I agree. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I liked the first one just to set it up in, like, how they show the Thin Mascara because mm-hmm. that was beautiful, and I wish they would do more of that yeah. because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was in Man's World, it was just, like, very slow yeah. and, like, painstaking. I know you have to set it up for the non, like, comic book readers and, like, the beginning fans. So it, like, takes a little while to yeah. get that footing and get that background. But in 84, she was established. She's a refined woman. She's been around yes. for a while. She's been moving around. Mm-hmm. She's doing her thing. And her powers are much more evolved. The armor's amazing. I love the new armor. I was a little concerned about how bright the colors were i mean i know it's the 80s but like when the pictures came out it kind of looked a little tacky to me my opinion but seeing it in action i thought it was really good yeah i really liked it Mm -hmm. and especially the full armor suit yeah that oh so cool the wings i was like this kind of looks like hot girl but okay (laughs) (laughs) and um seeing linda carter at the end yeah what uh, that was such a cool cameo. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as her, what was her name? Astria. It's been a while since I've seen it, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, Asteria. Asteria, I think it's oh, yeah, Asteria. It mm-hmm. Yeah, but I Something thought that was like that. a classic. Who you can't have Wonder Woman without Linda Carter, right? Linda Carter's the OG, right? I also love her. This is like side note, but I love her line in Sky High when she's like, I'm not Wonder yes! Woman, you know? <laughs> I love that. I was like, incredible. yeah. Because yeah. I was like, when I was a kid watching Sky High and I would always watch like the Justice League animated series and Linda Carr, like Wonder Woman mm-hmm. because my dad bought it on DVD for me and I would always watch those mm-hmm. constantly. When I saw it in Sky High, I was like, oh my God, that's Wonder Woman. Right. And like Sky High is literally just Disney's versions of like comic book characters which is like so perfect so i thought that was really good so we can move on to snyder cut if you want yes we have a lot to unpack with yes we do okay (laughs) i i loved the snyder cut Mm -hmm. it did justice league justice okay justice it deserves for justice league yeah (laughs) um zach snyder's cut amazing beautiful it is four hours, but I thought that was a really good amount. I mean, he's been having this in the works for so long, and then he finally got to release it because the studio gave it the okay, and I'm so glad with how long it is. I mean, some parts are a little slow, but he had the creative freedom to do whatever he wants, and this is how yeah. he viewed it. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. I don't like the Josh Whedon version at all. Yeah. I'm here for Josh Whedon's slander, so yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um 
So yeah, what did you think about it? Um, if I'm being honest, the first time I watched it, I didn't really enjoy it that much. Um, because, okay, I, I didn't have as much of an appreciation for it the first time I watched it just because it was like, as, as a filmmaker, it was like, I'm, I'm not looking at this as a fan service, like comic book movie. I'm, I'm looking at it from a cinematic point. And it was just very, like, weird. And there were a lot of different things that he did that, mm-hmm. like, I hadn't really seen before. But then when I, like, talked to my friends about it who are, like, big DC fans and stuff, I was like, okay, I can gain more appreciation for it now. And mm-hmm. I do actually believe that it was better than the original Snyder, uh, the original Justice League because that was hot garbage. But <laughs> That was hot garbage. There's so many retakes and I'm just like... That, like, he made it seem like a joke. Yeah. And it was just, like, and then the stuff that he did to the actors, and it was just not cool. I don't like Joss Whedon. Yeah. Every movie. He filmed Age of Ultron. Like, come on. We all know why we hate Age of Ultron. All right. Come on. (laughs) No. I do really like, I think in this, like, the Snyder Cut for sure, I do really like the way um, Justice League, like, works together Especially, like, the way that um, Wonder Woman is... She's, like, a very vital, strong point of it. Yes. Which is, like, obviously as it should be. It's so key because (laughs) literally the Trinity is Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. Right. And I think Superman's super overrated. Like, I love Henry Cavill, whatever. Um, But, like, the character Superman, like, comic book-wise and animated-wise bugs me mm-hmm. because he's just like I'm an all-American good boy and I can't do any wrong I don't kill no one blah, blah, yeah blah. like come on you definitely have casualties you're Superman and he thinks he's like I don't know so like above it not yeah like above it but it's just I don't know how to put it in words but he's just like he's not as like down to earth almost yeah like, it's like a different level of arrogance yeah he's like we have to always do the right thing and this is the right thing but I feel like when he always does that he might be going too far into that mm-hmm. and he can't like reel himself back that's where I like Batman because it does balance Superman out yeah because Batman's like I'm all dark and <laughs> I only see the darkness and like come on really yeah and like Superman only sees like I guess the good mm-hmm. and then Wonder Woman's just like a perfect mix of everything yeah and she balances them out and she is the leader I think because yeah like Batman I think so like you know how like Captain America leads mm-hmm. Avengers. I think Batman leads the Justice League, but he's always like off yeah. and on with the Justice League because yeah. he's like, I got my own shit to do. You guys figure this out. So then when Batman's like not there, Wonder Woman's mostly there, but Wonder Woman like really helps the nitty gritty keeping the team together. Yeah. And I just don't like when Superman leads the team. Yeah, I, I think just that's don't. fair. I think it's like the dynamic between like Iron Man and Captain America is the same with Batman and Superman where they're both like juggling for power a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was cool to see that Wonder Woman had like a really key part in the Justice League with this time around. And she was very powerful in this movie. So. Yes. I loved everyone everyone's powers look so much better. The visually, it was visually mm-hmm. stunning to me. Mm-hmm. Um just like cuz usually when darks like when it's filmed dark it can only be like only dark or yeah. something and then you can't see it or whatever but no it's like visually beautiful very sharp and detailed and like the cgi for like steppenwolf and 
like everything, like dark side, it looked so much better. Like yeah. looking back at the Joss Whedon version, it is nothing compared to this one. I was like, Steppenwolf is so cool and he actually looks right. scary. Yeah. And then like dark side was really cool. I loved how they introduced him and um, the anti-life equation. I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And I loved the ending mm-hmm. um, when Darkseid was like, I'm going to come for you all, basically. Yeah. And they opened the portal to Apocalypse. And Granny Goodness is right next. And, oh my god, what's his name? I can't remember. But his right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Um, like... So good. I loved it. I loved the yeah. introduction of Darkseid. I was like, I want more. He was such a cool villain. Right? Yeah. Like, Darkseid is mm-hmm. the biggest villain, I think. And it was really set up beautifully. I'm just really sad that, like, we're not going to get any more of this. Especially yeah. the continuation where they left it on the cliffhanger like that. But... The one moment that I will say where I was like, I can't take this movie seriously <laughs> anymore, the first time watching it, was when... um Jason Momoa was like enter or like leaving the pool or something or he was like entering the pool and it was like music and everything was slow motion and it was it just felt like a Jason Momoa music video (laughs) it was like this is not real right now yeah but I think like other moments for sure like it just made it feel really like fun and comic booky and um yeah I yeah, liked I it. I did enjoy it. it overall, though. And I really liked how, in the beginning, I'm like, when I know I'm jumping around, but I'm just like, <laughs> this is coming off the top of my head right yeah. now. Um, but in the beginning with the Amazons, that yeah. scene was so perfect because it was like, obviously, like, there was more footage for it, so mm-hmm. like, awesome. And then like, their sacrifice and everything, and they're like, and then Apollo's like, Amazons. Show them your fear. And they're like, we have no fear. Like, how? (laughs) That was so powerful. And I felt, like, so cool right there. I was like, wow, this is so emotional right now. And then Hapala actually, like, kicking some ass. Mm Because when they picked her in, like, the comics and the anime series, she doesn't do much. I mean, she is the queen of the Amazons. But, like, you don't really see her in action that much. And we just, like, really get to see this Hapalda, like, really go for it and get into the action because she is the queen of the Amazons. So, mm-hmm. like, she's obviously a warrior, goddess, awesomeness. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, this is so much cooler. Like, it's it looked so much cooler. This f- story flowed much nicer. Mm-hmm. And there was more context. And then it just made sense to the end love superman's black outfit yeah that was so cool and i love the montage of um his two fathers speaking to him like as if like they were there and i was like oh that's really cool and i was just like that's really sweet too and um yeah and then superman coming down and kicking ass the flash rewind in time after like literally the whole planet was gone he was like gotta run gotta break the rules you gotta break the rules of time because barry always messes up time but this time he made it work yeah (laughs) i thought that was really cool yeah we always love a good flashpoint um what else do you have anything else to add for it no not really i think we covered a lot of it Mm. to be honest there was a lot of Mm slow-mo 
I mean, that's also for dramatic effect. Like, that's also love just, like, scenes. a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, too. that's true. <laughs> I was like, I really like the slow-mos, slow-mos, but I was like, these are a lot of them, because every other one was like, slow-mo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. But, no, I did enjoy it. Yeah. So, overall, what do you rate it? Ooh, what do I rate it? Out of five or out of... Out of ten. So, okay. one being the worst, ten being the best... And then we can also do Wonder Woman 84. How do you rate that? Ooh, Wonder Woman 84, I'd probably give it like an 8. I really enjoyed it, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do agree on the solid 8. I would totally give it a solid 8. Yeah. Snyder Cut? Snyder Cut, I would probably give it more like a 6.5. I'd give it a lower rating, to be honest. Okay. i give it a 7. Only mm, 7 to 8, actually, because I really enjoyed it. It really okay. fed into my DC, like, super nerd side. So mm-hmm. I was like, That's fair. yes, it did it justice. Like, the Justice League. This is what the Justice League looks like, yeah. not whatever that other version was. <laughs> so I was kind of disappointed. But, yeah. What is next? Uh, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Okay, what do you think of James Gunn's Suicide Squad? I thought it was so much fun. I actually really liked it. It was completely goofy yes. and didn't take itself seriously at all, which is what the Suicide Squad should be. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, it was it was a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, love Star of the Conqueror because that's like, it's really corny, mm-hmm. but... They made it work, like, so serious and grim, but also, like, it's a big-ass starfish <laughs> that, like, shoots starfish out of its armpit. Like, like come on. <laughs> and it conquers everything. Yeah. And, um, no, I thought that was really well done. I really liked James Gunn take on it a lot. I enjoyed it more than the first one. Like, I did, I really did like the first one. Yeah, I, I liked the first one. But this one I enjoyed a lot more. Yeah. Especially Amanda Waller, because, like, Amanda Waller is a character you, like, hate, but mm-hmm. Viola Davis as Amanda Waller is amazing. She's so good. Made for yeah. that role. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I'm like, I hate Amanda Waller, but she's so good as Amanda Waller. Right. Like, I want more mm-hmm. constantly. And um, I just felt like James Gunn set up the characters better. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, he just came out right at the gate. He just, like, started killing everyone. It's <laughs> like... Okay. I really like this new Harley, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Harley is way more, like, interesting and, like, almost kind of maturing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. And she, like, you can actually see her skill. Like, we saw it in, mm-hmm. like, Birds of Prey. But, no, like, her skill is, like, a lot more refined. Yeah. And, like, she's doing this all herself. And she literally broke out of, like, an all-armored castle. Yeah. What was it? Castle, yeah. Um, sad for Flag died, though. I know. really sad. I was like, Uh, I don't like John Cena. I know. I that much. (laughs) I know. For me. Anyways. Weasel was really fun. (laughs) Oh my god, I know. That was so funny. That was like one of the highlights. Right? He died in the beginning and then he ends up not dying. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You can always, yeah. I thought it was really, like, I was laughing the whole time. I thought it was really funny. Like, it, it was, was really good. It was, de- there were some parts that were definitely, like, stupid, but it was just, like, so, like, it was just fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I was actually thoroughly in- entertained. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. What's your rating? I probably give it an eight. Again. An eight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I give it, like, a 7.5. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. Only because, yeah, I don't know. 
I just think it's a solid 7.5 Yeah. That's um, fair. Yeah. I thought it was really funny when the team just, like, took out Amanda Waller. <laughs> like, her <laughs> analyst team. I was like, yeah. you realize Amanda Waller is going to kill you all, right? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. That's what she did to her last team. She's not afraid from doing it again. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was so funny. Um, yeah. So, Sarah's an 8 on Suicide Squad. I'm a 7.5. What's next? Titans. Titans. Yeah. Okay. Hot take. I love Titans. Um, Sarah, did you see season one, two at all? I haven't seen any of it. You haven't seen any of no. it? No. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to. Do you care if I do a little spoiler or do you. No, that's no. fine. Okay. I'm going to do a little spoiling. Um, season one and two, so it was part of the DC, like. Mm-hmm. Um, universe when mm-hmm. they were trying to do their own streaming service. A little rough. But the evolution of the characters is really nice. I loved how it flowed. Um, first two seasons are kind of slow to binge. Okay. They're a little slow to get the characters established. It's when you're like a fan. Like I love Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like I already know these characters but they have to like set it up and stuff like that and I yeah. get it. But it's just, like, it was really slow. And, like, Beast Boy only did, like, one form. He was only the tiger. Oh. And then Rachel was like, the darkness is always eating up inside of me. And it's just, like, only, like, she's not really using her power. No one's teaching her. I mean, she has to find someone to teach her to use her power. And she's trying yeah. to defeat her dad, Trigon. But it's just, like, a lot of, the darkness is always consuming me. So, mm. it just kind of, like, got old after a while because it was, like, through the first two seasons um love hawk and dove i love their relationship the dynamic and how it evolved um love brendan thwaites as nightwing love nightwing (laughs) i mean come on it's nightwing um (laughs) and coriander we love starfire love love starfire so much starfire yeah, I didn't really like her in the first season only because, like, she lost her memory. Mm. And so she had to, like, remember who she was. But once she, like, remembers who she is and she gets her powers and so cool, okay? And then, yeah. I need to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> really season behind. one is just, like, them coming together. And, like, Donna Troy. Oh, my God. How can I forget Donna Troy? Come on. Wonder Girl. Amazing. Loved it. Um... Yeah, this is slow. Um, first season was just them coming together, and then like, do we do the Titans thing again? And like, they were taking care of the younger kids, so like, the older Titans are like their guardians. Second season was more of that, mm-hmm. just like full on fledged Titans Tower kind of thing, and then they fought Deathstroke and his like offsprings, and then season three. Is so good. Now that it's on HBO Max and they got rid of that DC Universe. Okay. So much better. Mm -hmm. And everyone's already um, established and their backgrounds are already set. So, like, you really can get into it and they can use all their, like, skills and powers. Like, Nightwing looks so good. Really? Um, Yeah. Coriander looks great as well because um, Starfire actually uses her powers and she uses, like, multiple different things because in the past two seasons she was like losing her powers off and on constantly but this season she's like using them it's great um beast boy might be changing other than just a tiger Mm -hmm. um so hopefully we see that and he's like 
His fighting style is great. I loved how they, like, displayed Beast Boy in this one. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen uh, Raven yet, because she's currently on the island with Donna. I don't want to spoil it, but, like... Okay. At the end of season two, it was real sad for me. And then, so then, they went to the Themyscira. So we just haven't seen them yet again. Okay. Um, the second... They introduced the third Robin, Tim Drake... The second Robin, um, Jason Todd, yeah, was like killed by the Joker, okay. and then he became Red Hood. So he's still alive. Red Hood. I love the villain. I love Jason Todd um, as Red Hood more than I did Robin. I think it's so cool as the villain this season. Like I think it's really good. Episode three had my jaw on the floor. Like I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> you have to watch it. I'm not going to spoil that, but I was like, Are yeah, you fucking kidding me. <laughs> Literally, I was so like, then, what would so you sad. rate the show? Um, nine. Really? Nine. Okay. Season three wise, all together, 7.58. Okay. Um, only because. So basically, just you have to like get through the first season and then it starts to get better. Definitely, you have to get through the first season. The second season is much better. Um, but the third season is just coming out of the gate of, okay. like, really good, mm-hmm. I feel. So, like, season three, definitely nine so far. Um, episode four was kind of just, like, a filler episode, but I still really enjoy it. The whole season, 7.58. Okay. Yeah. So, that's it for DC, right? Yeah. Now we're moving on to Marvel. All right. Marvel time. Kicking What's it first? off with WandaVision. Okay. And we actually, so we watched WandaVision, like, we would watch it together when the episodes would come out and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so we pretty much know each other's takes so far. But I loved WandaVision. Like, I think that's still, even after Loki and Falcon, I think WandaVision is still my favorite out of all the shows so far. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. I really liked the period sets and how it went through every single one and, like, paid homage to classic shows and what she, like, went through growing up and then her evolution to become the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Because it was, even before she, like, even was introduced to um, the Infinity Stone. Like, it was as a child and, like, they hinted yeah. that she might have powers, mm-hmm. which can also hint... X-Men, who doesn't love X-Men. Mm-hmm. I I personally love X-Men. Me too. You do? Okay, good. It's a classic. But right. I do like the fact that we got so much more backstory on um, both Wanda and Pietro. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than anything, I like the fact that for, like, the first four episodes, you're really like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, what is, like you don't really get answers until the very end kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And I liked the fact that, I mean, no other show really has ever been structured like that, where, like, you don't know. The first yeah. episode, you're just like, wait, what did I just watch? Like, Literally. is this reality, or is this, like, what is going on? Yeah. No, I, yeah, 100%. I was like, what is actually going on? Like, is she okay? Like, is she trapped? Who is trapping her? Mm-hmm. Like, and we, everyone had these crazy theories that it's going to be... Um, Mephisto. Yeah. And 
everything is leading to this and then it was just not and Marvel's like yo it's just not but yeah. we're like it could be yeah because we didn't know they didn't give us any information and this was new shows and a pandemic so we're grasping to everything mm-hmm. we don't know how these shows were gonna do because Marvel never did shows like this yeah. at a cinematic quality so I was just like everything was on the table yeah. at that point and I love her power up as Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. I thought that was absolutely amazing Love her new costume. Yes. Love oh it. Oh my gosh. So cool. Right? I love the fact that they brought Evan Peters back. Mm-hmm. It was rumored so heavily. And then when I watched the episode and I saw the leather jacket, I was like, that's Evan Peters. That's yep. gotta be. Mm-hmm. And then Monica Rambo getting her powers. Like, yeah. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for her powers to be expanded on because mm-hmm. they only give us a snippet, but she seems... So badass. Yeah. And so powerful. And I'm really excited to see what they do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy Woo. Oh my god, Jimmy <laughs> Woo! How could I forget Asian hero Jimmy Woo? He can do his card trick now. Yes. He did it. Oh my god. Love Jimmy Woo. Love Jimmy Woo. <laughs> we are Jimmy Woo stands. It was just such... It was such a cool show. And it obviously had such a sad ending. But even the yeah. ending was like... To me, like... The ending made the show so much more, like, lovable because of how, like, how much Wanda has gone through, you know? Yeah. I know. Her grief was intense that she entrapped a whole town. Yeah. I mean, that's intense. I really feel bad for the townspeople because she just, like, walked out after that and she's like, okay, bye. I'm going to just do whatever I want and then find my children, which, but she's still dealing with all this. So, like... As a superhero, like, adjustment, not as the viewpoint of the town. Mm-hmm. The viewpoint of the town hates her guts, obviously. Right. But as the view of her, she's gone through so much. Like, if I was that powerful and I've gone through so much of grief like that, yeah. like, I don't think I would be, like, solid on my rocker. Like, I'd yeah. be very off of it. For sure. So, 100% understand that and... I love how they really show how powerful she really is mm-hmm. because she can, she literally created reality yeah out of nothing and in her ending astral projection scene mm-hmm. is that she literally is just going about her day eating drinking her coffee on like this nice house and then she's reading the dark hold in a scarlet witch uniform right. she's literally making two lives of herself mm-hmm. and I was like that is so much power that like right she can do anything yeah and create anything out of nothing basically i think people were disappointed in the ending because it was like oh it's so predictable it's agatha and they have like the big battle and like that's Mm -hmm. such a marvel ending or whatever but to me i really liked it i thought it really wrapped everything up nicely and she still kind of had that ending that we were all kind of like getting prepared for which was like sad because obviously vision can't live on anymore and her children can't live on anymore but i mean there might be hope for vision yeah because reality vision tapped into robot visions Mm -hmm. restored like like almost like muscle memory yeah that was embedded in his robotics still so like he could still be flying around and then come back to Wanda. It's possible, yeah. It's possible. We don't know where he went. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. But it's possibility, mm-hmm. so it's not totally off the table. But she's definitely going to rip apart the multiverse for oh, yeah. <laughs> her kids. So, um, 
Yeah. And I really like how, like, when we talk about Loki, but I love how the ending of Loki matched with WandaVision acts, like, perfectly by the Mm -hmm. minute because she literally, like, the multiverse was going to be born Mm -hmm. no matter what. And she literally started it, basically, because she became the Scarlet Witch, Mm -hmm. which is the Destroyer and... The most powerful being. She can do anything. Yeah. Literally nothing is off the table with her. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, And she's very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Doctor Strange is going to come in and fix it. Mm-hmm. So what would you rate it then? Um, an eight. I would yeah. give it a ten. You give it a ten? Yeah. Okay. I would give it a solid ten. I was not... There was never really an episode where I was disappointed or anything. I thought it was good up until the last you know, minute. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, next is Falcon and Winter Soldier, which for me was pretty underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I, I loved the dynamic between Bucky and yeah. Falcon. I really loved their dynamic and loved their relationship so much. Mm-hmm. Um, just COVID restrictions. You can tell like impacted the show a bunch because yeah. the storyline was a little, um, like, rushed or just, like, the way they had to wrap it up is because of COVID precautions, like, understandable. Um, but without the COVID, per- like, if COVID did not happen, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the show would have been elevated to another level. But I really enjoyed his evolution from Falcon to Captain America. Yeah, definitely. Because I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they really get serious about race and how it affects affects him and how... It's just, like, how to be a Captain America. Like, yeah. it's not just the shield. It's not just anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, you can't just be the good American soldier boy. Yeah. Because he obviously went off his rocker. Right. <laughs> John Walker. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, no. You don't and just I get like a shield to like be Captain America. The wake-up call that Falcon had, because even he was kind of sheltered from... Like, the reality of what, you know, it could mean to be a um, black man with, like, special abilities, you know? Like, you can be experimented on, whereas Captain America was, like, this, like, huge symbol and Mm -hmm. hero. Um, But then the other side of that was, like, very, very dark and brutal and kind of is, like, showed the relevance of... It today in American society too, which is yeah. cool to see. I know. I loved how they related to it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just really loved his evolution. Yeah, and Bucky as well. I think it was cool that they had like finally therapy, therapy. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because honestly, that's something that I feel like is a part goes into like toxic masculinity and is still like really relevant to men in American society today is, like, Mm -hmm. a lot... Or even just, like, soldiers in general is Mm -hmm. getting therapy and seeking someone to talk to about what's going on. And um, so I thought that was cool that they, like, incorporated that with his character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well-deserved Rebecca. Yeah. But I really liked how he, like, opened up more and he really created like a big bond with Sam mm-hmm. and like vice versa and they're yeah. just like a really good dynamic duo and I love them together. Yeah, they're so fun. Right. But to be honest, I thought that the like villain side of it was not as well developed as it should have been. Yeah. 
there was just, it was just a bit more, whereas WandaVision was exciting to watch every week, Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't have that same, like, level of anticipation, I feel like, mm-hmm. for me. No, and then Sharon mm-hmm. becoming the villain in the end. I just, I don't know, I just thought it was weird. That was weird. Yeah. Right? I thought it was weird. But I love Zemo. Zemo was fun. Yeah, that was funny. It was fun. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to slip out when the Dora Milaje. Okay, the Dora Milaje are so badass. Right? Like, come on. And them just, like, fucking kicking John Walker's ass. That and was then sick. her, like, flipping the shield up. She's like, bitch, I can handle this so much better than you. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, they don't even have super soldier serum. <laughs> I'm Captain yeah. America. I'm and like, bro, me- pipe down. You need to step off your pedestal because yeah. I don't know where you think you're going with that. And when she fucking, like, takes the arm off of Bucky, oh, that was like, insane. Oh, shit. Like, the fuck? You didn't mm-hmm. tell me you could do that. And you could see it on his face. He's like, wow, they really don't trust me. So that, like, developed more into his yeah. mental. But... Yeah, that was intense. I was like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, they can kick everyone's ass. Yeah. So what tickets. would you rate it overall then? A seven? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I really loved the relationship and how they built with it. It's just like the way they um, built the Flag Smashers and mm-hmm. then Sharon becoming the villain. It was just like, it was okay. Yeah. Villain-wise, it was okay. But I just really loved Sam and Bucky's relationship, Mm -hmm. how they really related to today's society in America, and what the reality is for Sam being Captain America. Yeah. And the reality of mental health for, like, Bucky, because mental health is such a big issue now. Yeah. It's starting to become more open, which is better, Mm -hmm. but it still needs a lot more visibility. Yeah. I think Marvel's like becoming a lot better at reaching towards darker more serious topics Mm -hmm. and that was definitely something that was present in falcon and winter soldier which was cool yeah yeah and then i loved so falcon's like new captain america suit i was like "Mm, i don't know but it really grew on me especially when he came down with his wings like probably carried down um the flag smasher I was like, oh my god, he looks like an angel. <laughs> I was like, this man is an angel. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, wow. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was beautiful. But um, yeah, I would, I would rate it a 7. Only because yeah. of how they ended it with the villains. That's about it. I would give but, it a 6.5, probably. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Next is... Next is Loki. Loki. Okay. <laughs> I really liked Loki. Um, I thought it was very good. I really like the whole, like, TV. I really like the aesthetic that they gave. Yeah. And, like, it was really interesting. And then I really liked Loki because we only got, we got 2012 Loki in the beginning because that's where he escaped from. That's right. how the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, came in. We got the whole show. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, they don't have the developed Loki that we know and love now because we all love that. But I feel like... It really just developed into that mm-hmm. again, but not at the same level, but he developed it with Mobius and, like, going through, and he's, like, he's choosing the path of good. He, like, did his redemption arc. Yeah. Still. Even though it was 2012 mindset Loki, mm-hmm. he still did that redemption arc, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And I thought the TVA was, like, cool, like, 
everything. It was just aesthetically pleasing. And yeah, it was like sure. a really cool, like the timekeepers and just like mysterious, like no one really knows where these people are from and mm-hmm. like how this happens and like why only these three like beings can only create time and why do they have to correct time? Right. Make it one timeline. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I liked it too. I thought it was really interesting and I love the dynamic between Mobius and Loki. I thought mm-hmm. um, Owen Wilson did such a good job in that role. And he honestly really like s- shocked me and um, what's that called? Like, I have so much admiration for him in that role Mm -hmm. because I feel like he took it so seriously and he was able to play such a serious character while also, like, you know... Being light about it. Yeah. yeah, While also, like, sprinkling in some Owen Wilson here and there. (laughs) Jet ski! Exactly. Yeah. So... Um, but I love Mobius' character. He has so many good, like, lines and he's just such a great, like... He's just such a great dude. But the Loki variants were also very fun. Oh, those were so yeah. fun. I really like Kid Loki and Alligator Loki. Mm-hmm. And Classic Loki, those were so cool. And, like, Boastful mm-hmm. Loki and President Loki. All the Lokis were really cool. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. Sylvie, I really liked her. She yeah. was a badass. I just did not like Loki and Sylvie's relationship because it's literally just them. And, like, people are like, it's not a romance. And then other people are like, it is a romance. I'm like, I really hope it's not because it's just, like... It definitely is a romance. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't like it like that. I think... I, I don't like it either. I, I didn't think that Sylvie and Loki needed... They don't. ...a romance. You know, I think yeah. they had a good partnership without that. And then when they did get together, it was like, this is so bizarre. This is just weird and yeah. off-putting. I don't know. Like, I still think in my head that I feel like it's more just of a friendship deep mm-hmm. love, not like a romantic love, only because they never, like, got the love that they deserved or that yeah. they wanted. So then they see that in each other and then they care for each other in such a deep level that they do love each other but I feel like at a friendship level the mm-hmm. way I look at it sometimes I mean at the end when they kiss I was like oh this is weird yeah I think it was just to distract Loki so she could kill Kang I don't know 100% a lot of people are still saying it's just a romance and I don't I just I don't like that relationship yeah. like that but because Sylvie is so cool on her own she's mm-hmm. such a badass yeah, woman definitely and like Loki doesn't need a relationship. He's so cool on his own, too. Yeah. Like, I just... I mean, it makes sense, because, like, if Loki's going to fall for somebody, he's going to fall for, for himself. himself. Right? <laughs> it makes sense. But it's just, like... I don't know. I do love the fact, though, that he's, like, gender fluid, as well as, like, he's also, um, like, LGBTQ as well. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting yeah. to have, like, a character within the Marvel Cinematic Universe who's, like, LGBTQ. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I didn't... I, I liked... I loved Sylvie's character when she was first kind of presented. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like by the end of the episode, it was like, this is so... What a weird direction Yeah. for her, you know? Yeah. So that's why for the Loki ending, I I don't know. The Loki ending didn't do it for me. 
Yeah, it was like, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I found it really cool when they finally got past um, Goliath. Yeah. To s- find out who, like, yeah, the build up who was remains. Really, yeah. Like, yeah. The build up is really cool. I thought that was really cool. And then introduction of Kang because Kang is going to be the villain in Quant- Ant Man and the mm-hmm. Wasp Quantumania. So I thought it was like a really good setup for Kang because it's always like this little mystery like who is this man? Right. Like if you don't really know, you're like can it be Kang? Is it not? But he literally explains it that he is and then like the multiversal war in order to um for everything to be in order, I have to be here. And if I'm not, then it's going to fall out of order. Yeah. But either way he doesn't care because Multiverse is going to get created no matter what. Yeah. Like, if he dies, and then he, like, realized... I really liked how, again, when WandaVision and Loki lined up by minute at the end, because Kang realized that um, Wanda became the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and that she can literally create something out of nothing. Right. Like, it's like, you can't create or destroy matter, but she can, literally. Yeah. So, it's just like, he's like, oh, shit, like... No matter what I do, it's going to happen. But I also want, like, a different Kang to be in charge, mm-hmm. basically. And it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. We all know that. I just felt bad for Loki when he was sent to the wrong TVA yeah. in the multiverse. And he wasn't sent back to the original. Because now they have to rebuild that whole right. Finding Mobius thing. And I was just like, oh, shucks. But they do get a season two. Yeah, no. That is the first show that they do get a season two. And I hope that Sylvie does have a character arc because I think that was my biggest issue was like in the end she still didn't trust Loki. She still still Mm -hmm. doesn't trust people. And where Loki had this big arc where like Sylvie was the reason why he's like starting to trust people and love people and stuff. Mm. She didn't have that. So she kind of turned into like a villainous character almost. Like you see where she's coming from. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah. No. I thought there would be like, no, we can do this together. But mm-hmm. she's like, no, I have to kill him. Exactly. And she does. And then the multiverse is born. I thought it was really beautiful how they showed the timeline because, like, obviously time is relative. But, like, right. to put it in, like, a visual, you can really see, like how crazy time is. Yeah. And, like, the one branch turning into 100 million branches, and it looks like a brain firing neurons. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. But, yeah, branches have branches, and it's just crazy, and the multiverse is opening. Mm -hmm. And I find it really funny, um, because in the CW version of DC, they, like, just destroyed the multiverse. And then Marvel's opening up their multiverse. So I thought that was really funny. Because I usually love DC's multiverse a lot because they can do it really well and they have been doing it, like, um, like, animated series-wise. Like, live action, meh. It's okay. Like, TV show-wise, CW. Because CW only has so much budget. Um, but... I just thought it was really funny. I was like, they just closed down their whole multiverse, mm-hmm. and then Marvel opens up a whole multiverse yeah. and sets up a whole different thing. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what would you rate it? i say... It's 7.5 or 7, okay. to be honest. Yeah. Only because... I just don't like the ending. I liked how they introduced Kang. I really liked that. Yeah. I just felt bad for Loki. And Sylvie. Yeah. Like, a lot. 
because I'm like they already moved so far and there could have been so the much more. The show was like building this connection with these people, and then in the last episode you meet the reason for the whole show, kind of, and it yeah. just doesn't. It just didn't impact me. I didn't feel it, you know. Yeah. So, um, I'd probably give it a seven point five two because there was other aspects of the show, like. Up until the last episode, I loved mm-hmm. the show. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was very yeah. good. It's a very female gaze. Definitely. Much. Yeah. You can tell that the like writer's room was mostly man, but it was filmed by a female, so you can see the female gaze in it. Yeah. Who doesn't love Loki through the female gaze? Come on. Right? <laughs> like, come on. So, the next uh, movie we have to talk about is Black Widow. Black Widow. Yes. Okay, I really enjoyed Black Widow. I'm going to give my rating now. I thought it was like a 9 out of 10. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my family, and, like, my family, they're like, yeah, it was okay. And, like, my friends, like, back home, they're like, yeah, it was okay. And I was like, what do you mean it was just okay? <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, Just to see, like, the past of Natasha, I really thought they were going to go back into her Red Room days and, like, how everything happened and just like more of like training sequences because when I saw the trailer and I saw the, them training like Black Widows I was like oh my yeah. god we're gonna get like kind of cool like Red Room retrospect like back into Nash- Natasha's past and I was like that would be really cool but what they did with it is really cool and really real about like human trafficking and the reality of like young girls yeah. and, like everywhere in the world and that like powerful men are just like creeping up in everywhere. Right. And, like, when they showed Dracov, like, in the beginning pictures with all these, like, powerful politicians and everything, it's just, like, he had influence. And, yeah. like, he could get away with this. And, like, and that actually happens. Yeah. And it's, like, really sad, the reality. But I was, like, holy shit. Like, am I really doing this? So, like, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was, like, really impactful. The beginning sequence was really, like, definitely heavy. And I thought the movie was really good. I really liked the whole, like, family aspect, especially with Yelena. I really love Yelena. Yeah, me too. Um, Florence Pugh is just amazing. Love her. Love Florence Pugh. She is God to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I really liked the action sequences were great. Um, Yeah. And it was was really cool. It was, like, a good, like, full circle moment. Yeah sad because I really want her to still be alive but yeah me as well probably not gonna get that I really liked it too I a lot of people didn't and I was so it honestly wasn't gonna get good reviews just from the timing that it was released it definitely should have been released so much sooner yeah Um, the delays really this was a long time coming for this Black Widow movie and so um but I thought the action sequences were sick I thought the Black Widow's character, to see her kind of, like, after the Avengers go back kind of to her roots Mm -hmm. was really, really interesting. Um, And, yeah, Yelena obviously made the movie so fun, and her, their, like, banter was very realistic as sisters. Yeah, I really liked that. I loved the family dynamic. I thought it was so fun. Um, And, yeah, I thought the main antagonist was a really compelling, like, um, villain for sure right and like people will get upset mostly like the voice but they'll just be like Taskmaster wasn't that cool he didn't do like yeah. he didn't do that much and ta- 
Taskmaster was a girl. Like, that can't be right. Yeah. But Taskmaster wasn't the main villain. It was Dracov. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was to get to the root stem issues of, like, the higher power. Yeah. Like, the real villain in this is not the physical, like, typical Marvel villain. The real yeah. villain was someone who abused millions of girls and women and, like, set them out in the world, brainwashed yeah. them. Really fucked up their life and was just like I have control because I have this power Mm -hmm. I have all this influence I can get anywhere and anywhere and you can't like escape me yeah and with like the pheromone lock and everything and I thought it was really powerful okay I didn't really like the whole like if you smell me, like, you yeah, can't Yeah, it was really creepy. Me. That was just, like, that was just, like, a cop-out, it felt like, almost. It was, like, that. that's too easy, you know? To what have, like, to have, like, a scent that you can't kill me. Like, that's such, like, an easy thing to be, like, oh, I have a smell and you can't kill me, so you have yeah. to break a vein in your head. Like, yeah. that part was so weird to me but that was the only part of it that i thought was like a little bit that was a little reaching Mm. you know in the comic books i think that's why they did it oh Um, because pheromone lock and then nick fury some like in some versions nick fury's um wears the pheromones Mm -hmm. so natasha can't hurt him in a case like natasha went bad against him that makes sense yeah um and i really liked in the beginning how they showed like this version of the super soldier serum because the widows Mm -hmm. do have a version of the super soldier serum in the comic books they do and it just affects them differently and it's they're not like obviously like steve rogers where they come out super bulk and buff and whatever but it was just they have some level of the super soldier serum because they go through all these action sequences and like freaking Natasha falling down buildings and, like, mm-hmm. getting up and she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm gonna go to another fight. Mm-hmm. Like, she needs something to, like, help her with that because there's no right. way she would have fell all those buildings and still been alive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I thought that was really interesting and I thought that was really cool. And her, like, breaking her nose, she's like, you're too much of a bitch to break my nose, so I have to do it myself. And then, like, kills Drake off, like... I thought that was, I don't know, I thought that was a really powerful moment, because he's like, you can't, like, you can't hurt me, whatever, and he's, like, just being a bitch, and, like, abusing her, and, like, punching her, or whatever, and she's like, you think I can't take a punch? Come on, like, I was put through the red room, like, come on. Right. And you weren't, obviously, and then she's like, um... Yeah, you're too weak. So I have to break my own nose to like beat your ass. Right. Which I thought was like powerful. I don't know. I thought mm-hmm. it was really powerful. But yeah, I thought it was really good and it came full circle. And I thought when Yelena whistled at the end that she would whistle back. Oh, I was me too. I was just keeping out that little hope. Me too. I know that yeah. like Black Widow was not coming back. This was just the last movie, but was really hoping for a whistle know, back. Right? That was uh, really sad. Yeah. I would probably give it an 8 because I, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was really good. Yes. I give it a 9 out of 10. But I, ah, I'm so frustrated with Marvel because I think both of their movies with the main protagonist being women were released at the wrong times. Like Captain yeah. Marvel was totally... She should have been in the next phase. I don't think she should have been introduced in phase four because it just it didn't she she was hardly ever used you know it just felt like thrown in there and then it kind of felt like she was like they 
made her out to be too arrogant. She's like, yeah, I'm saving all right. these other planets mm-hmm. because that's a big thing to do. And then she's like, yeah, I can beat Thanos, whatever. I'll come whenever I can. Or, you know what I mean? Or she's yeah. just like, yeah, I don't need anyone's help. I can just do it myself. You know what yeah. I mean? The way they set her up was just, like, not good. And then with Black Widow, Black Widow should have gotten her own movie way, way oh, earlier yeah. into the Marvel universe. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, I'd probably give it a 10. Yeah. Um, the next show we have is What If, which I am really enjoying so far. I really like it. I thought mm-hmm. it was... Okay, I didn't like the animation when I saw the trailers. Yeah. I was like, I don't like this animation very much. I'll give it a chance. But... I do enjoy it. Yeah. Like, the storylines are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Captain Carter was a really cool badass. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah, and I just love how, like, one little thing can really alter the universe. And Right. I loved the Watcher narrating because mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, he's like, I am the Watcher. I was like, oh, my God, that's really, like, cool. So cool, yeah. It just, like, makes you like, oh, my God. I would what agree, it. though. When I first saw the animation, I was like, I don't know if I'm rocking with this, but now it's really grown on me, especially the second episode. I thought it really worked. I loved the second episode. Like, I loved it. T'Challa as Star-Lord, I was like, wow. Right? And I was like, is Chad Boseman's last performance? was like, this is like really bittersweet. I was like tearing up so much. Yeah. It was very sweet. I thought it was really beautiful. And he's like, yeah, I talked down the mad Titan Thanos. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. And like, Nebula is not like all robotics because Thanos didn't like replace every single right. part of her because he didn't become the mad titan like mm-hmm. it was just t'challa talked him down out of it and yeah. he now a ravager with him i was just right. like what? <laughs> right. and i liked a little joke like they're like yo dude that's genocide and he's like but it works mm-hmm. and we're like no it's genocide it's, it's like, genocide it pays mm-hmm. homage to like the actual thanos that we know and see today but i was just like wow that's just like a little yeah. snippet i really enjoyed the second episode much Me more too. than the first i think it's definitely like is another show that like you know shouldn't take itself seriously it's gonna be fun and like super goofy but just like fun it, that's the whole point of the mm-hmm. show is what if i really love what ifs because every single like show that have not just marvel but like TV shows or anything, when they do, like, a what-if episode, I really mm-hmm. love those because it's, like, literally, what if? Me too, I yeah. always love having those questions answered. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really enjoy what-ifs. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what else they have in store. So far, I'd probably give the show, like, a seven so far overall. Seven? Because, honestly, I didn't... The first episode was fun to see, but it was basically just, like... Captain America Winter Soldier, but, like, swapped yeah. with Peggy. So. I would give the first episode a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Second episode, I really enjoyed that, so I would give it, like, a 7, 7.5. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one a lot. Me too. Um, Yeah. And I didn't mind the animation that much in that one. Yeah, me neither. I thought it worked. Mm-hmm. So, we have two trailers to talk about because we're both really excited for them yes but first we'll go with shang chi yes the first one shang chi yeah i am so pumped for this i am kind of disappointed in marvel for not promoting this as much and obviously simu liu um who plays shang chi he 
is a super big advocate for Shang-Chi because he is Shang-Chi. Right. And Marvel just, like, did not pull out the red carpet, like, they would for every other movie. Like, yeah. every other movie was promoted always on their socials, Instagram, Twitter, like, anything. You would always see them everywhere popping up. And, like, every other day it would be like, you can't wait to see this and this and this. And, like, literally it's coming around the corner in September. Their first day to release during the pandemic. And it's just, like, you would get, like, a f- like three different versions of a poster mm-hmm. and not much other than that. And like Simulio is just like pushing. He's really carrying Marvel on his back with this one. But I am so excited because it's going to be the first Asian superhero and especially an Asian American yes. representing. Mm-hmm. It's representation matters and it's just such a big thing, especially for me. Oh, for sure. I, it's like a mostly Asian cast and mm-hmm. like who doesn't like love Aquafina, love, loving the comic relief and mostly Asian cast and I'm really excited about the Ten Rings because in Iron Man I hated the Ten Rings like I just I did not like the Iron Man movies that much so it was just like me neither (laughs) I didn't like how they executed Ten Rings and it was obviously like the Mandarin was obviously a white dude so it was just like it made no sense to me and I was like what is going on and now with this movie it's gonna become full circle and it's just like really gonna give it the justice it deserves and like the actual and everything and it's just like it's so cool to see right and I, and the dynamics between like the father and the son are so like mm-hmm. really yeah that's crucial for yes sure. especially like with relation to family values mm-hmm. because he definitely wants his son to be the next mandarin and to be the next leader and mm-hmm. take the 10 rings and become the leader that his father was, but he doesn't want to do that because he wants to be his own person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it really shows you a family dynamic, especially a generational gap. Yeah. Especially in Asian families. And I just, I feel like that's a, it's going to be really good. Yeah. And I'm so excited because, like, Asian representation. Right. Asian superhero. Like, we do not get that. Like, we have, like, yeah. first mainstream, like, movie, the main it's character mm-hmm. is Asian. It's huge. It's out of this world huge. Right. And, like, we we obviously had, like, some Asian heroes, like, Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, like, she's not the main focus. Yeah. Like, I wanted a superhero that, like, kids are going to be like, yes, I see myself in that. And, yeah, like, totally. now we just need an Asian woman to be a superhero and we'll just, like, be so, like, cool and rewarding and it's, like, because growing up, I never saw anyone in myself besides I would have to find those characters that would sort of look like me. Like, that's how I fell in love with Wonder Woman because I, well, she took no shit from anyone. Right. And I always felt like that fit my personality really well and she always, like, she was one of the first characters that I saw that was not blonde. Yeah, exactly. And I was, like, I know this, like, really kind of, like, not dumb, but, like, a little bit that I was, like, well, she's brunette hair just like me. Because, like, when I was growing up, I was, like, wow, she has brunette hair just like me. I was, like, I could be Wonder Woman. And, like, yeah. anyone can be Wonder Woman. It's just, like, I really saw myself in Wonder Woman only because that's why I thought, like, I looked, like, more. Yeah. And I didn't have any other, like, superhero to look up to, like, comics-wise. There was, like, no main Asian comic book yeah. hero. And... Unless you just, like, watch Mulan. But, mm-hmm. like, that's a Disney princess and, like, that's all that's I have. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? 
That's exactly how I felt with, like, Jason Momoa being Aquaman. Because here's this, like, traditionally, like, white, like, blonde, blue-eyed comic book dude. Yeah. But they turn him into, like, this totally, like, Hawaiian, like, traditional tattoos all over his body character. He's a badass. He's not, like, some, like, weird little... Teenage weirdo. Yeah. Aquaman was just so weird. He's like, I can talk to fish. Exactly. (laughs) And but Jason Momoa really took it and like made it so cool. And there's that like representation. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it makes sense for Jason like for Aquaman to be Exactly. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that makes so much more sense. Mm -hmm. But yes, representation matters and we are so psyched. Yeah. I am super psyched for Shang-Chi. Yes, me too. I can't too. wait to see it and mm-hmm. I will be going to theaters. I'll be like triple masking up, but I will go see it in theaters because I'm going to support Simu Liu. So. Yes. Same yeah. here. And the next trailer we have to talk about is No Way Home. Yes, that just, just dropped. Day. <laughs> I was like, Sarah, we gotta watch it. It was on Tom Holland's Instagram. It drops and I was like, we have to watch it. And it was mm-hmm. like, a full-blown trailer. Yeah. Not just a teaser. Probably because they only released this trailer, this teaser trailer, because it was of all the leaks. leaks. <laughs> <laughs> all of the leaks. Someone has Sony's going to get fired. But yeah, yeah, we were all desperate for No Way Home, and we finally got it. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. It looks so dope. And Green Goblin and Doc Ock. Doc Ock. So when I saw Doc Ock, I was like, oh my god, it's Doc Ock. And he looks so good. Right? The tentacles look, look so, so good. good. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And the little like maniacal laugh of Green Goblin as like yes. the little like bomb is being thrown. Oh, mm-hmm. so cool. And I just love. And the Doctor Strange like Spider-Man dynamic is going to be so cool. I know. It's going to be really fun because Doctor Strange is like kind of serious. But mm-hmm. like when you walk into his sanctum, it's literally like snowfall. It's like winter in yeah. the sanctum for some reason. And I just feel like. Doctor Strange is, like, funny on, like, a low level because he's, like, I have to save the multiverse and I have to save the world, so if you screw this up, it's my mess to clean up. Right. And he's just, like, but he's, like, chilling in a blizzard. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Right? It's just, like, what? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I feel like, like, Peter's always really fun, but he's also going to be a lot more serious because everyone knows who he is. And then the spell that's going to be cast is obviously going to wipe people's memory. And if MJ or Ned, like Mm -hmm. his best support team and his friend and his girlfriend, they might not remember Aunt May and like Aunt May is his rock. And it's just like, not even happy. will remember. No one will remember. I know. I really liked when they like knew like his core team knew because it just like, like this is Mm Spider-Man and it's fun. It's great. I also really loved hearing um, J.K. Simmons' voice. Yeah, when it was like Daily Public Bugle. Enemy Number One, it was so. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was so happy. About Homage that. to the first Spider-Man, yes. Tobey Maguire, and I loved when Doc Hawk was like, "Hello, Peter," but we don't know what Peter he's talking yeah. to because multiverse. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, yep. probably coming back, and. Yes, Doc Ock was like, hello, Peter, and then it panned to Tom Holland's Peter, but we still don't know because they didn't exactly, it was just like this a cut true, clip. Yeah. So That's I think point. he was talking to probably Toby's Peter. Toby, yeah, he thinks of him maybe as Toby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or unless he sees one of the Spider-Mans or like all of them. Oh, true. That could be a different cut. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. There could be a lot of options, but 
It looks amazing. It looks really cool. And it gives us a little snippet into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Which is going to be a full-blown horror film. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, I don't like horror, but <laughs> I will sacrifice my sanity for this. So yeah, it definitely you could tell Doctor Strange the scenes that he were in, it felt more like thriller horror. Especially the fact that his sanctum was like winter and like super cold and like the shots of him mm-hmm. doing um the spell and stuff was all like loopy. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, and I'm really excited for Doctor Strange's powers to be like much more Doctor Strange, more of, like, the comic books right. and, like, what we know because, like, in the movie, it was just very watered down. Mm-hmm. And he can do so much more. And we're obviously going to see that now, and I feel like they're really taking yep. it to the next level, and I'm really enjoying that. True. So. But, yeah, I can't wait mm-hmm. for it. This is going to be so exciting. December. I know. But, yeah. All the movies that are coming out. I know. There's so many. But, Yeah. That pretty much wraps it up, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think we covered a lot. We did. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot to remember because I'm like just thinking about this on top of our head, my yeah. head. So we're all jumping around because that's what's flowing into my brain right now and mm. it's really hard to remember it all. But yeah, we just want to give you that update on our takes on those. Yes. And I feel like, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And it yeah. was good to hear like a refresher on our takes even with each other. Too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> I know. I love always reviewing movies so much. Yeah. And yeah, that we're in person and we finally get to see each other. So yes. it's going to be fun and we have a fun week planned. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Thank you guys so yes. much for listening Thank you. to our takes. Um, yeah, go watch No Way Home and Shang-Chi when it comes out. Yes, represent. Um, please buy a ticket to Shang-Chi. Yes. Um, because it's going to be only theater release. They're not doing the Disney Plus, um, release. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they really need a good uh, box office blow up because if it's not, then it's just going to be another thing under the rug for Asian Americans and we don't want that. Exactly. And just, Yeah. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Like, come on, let's go see Shang-Chi <laughs> yes. all together. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Yes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mixed Kid Club. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Just thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.